This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good afternoon, and uh, welcome. It's the Lori and Julia show for your Thursday here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Another glorious afternoon. We're at 65 degrees. We'll take it. Let's start with a very pleasant email we got. All right. It's from Jillian, and uh, Jillian says, uh, Hi, ladies and Donnie. I just want to say thank you. I was driving home from work late last night and was having a panic attack. I was listening to the radio, trying to calm down and refocus. Then I hear this promo about Ferris Bueller. I laughed so hard at it that I was able to forget about my panic attack and move forward. Thank you for making me laugh. P.S. P.S. Julia, I suggest you take a couple of hours this weekend and watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, funny. <laughs> I I listened to that today, and I'm like, where are we going with this? Yeah. As a listener, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. That's very, nice. Very I mean, listen, we if we can make you laugh, that's great. You know what made me smile today? We're really so drove, wondering. Are you? Yeah, we really are. are. You? Okay. Well, I was driving. I had two things, two big things. I was driving on River Road, the trees are so glorious right now. I just can't. There's more color to come because I was on River Road today and it's like pockets. I feel of like color. I feel like go see it soon. Well, this sun but it's shines beautiful. today and tomorrow will help turn the red. Red. So beautiful. Okay. So I just think go do that. It's beautiful out. All right. That's it. Okay. You said two things. Oh, well, the other thing is I went to Furniture Manor this morning and got to look at all the pretty stuff. By a whole new room. And I'm telling you, I love that place. It makes me happy. Furniture <sighs> and accessories make me happy. Yeah. So that was really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful today. I feel right. like I've driven over the whole world. Well, you know, maybe you have. You do live <laughs> far away. Okay, so I had to go deliver the bad news to Bowling last night. Oh, how did it go? All right, tell everyone the bad news is. Well, my bad news is is that I just am unable to bowl because of my shoulder uh, injury that I'm in the process of finding out what the hell have I done. So I go to Bowling. I haven't bowled for a month. And go, and I'm I'm like heart sick. You know, everybody's Mm -hmm. putting on their gear. Well, so I got a big ginger so I wouldn't feel left out. That's my bowling drink. And, um, you know, I'm just like, you guys, I'm not going to be able to bowl. And they're like, well, you're going to sit here and talk dirty so we can do our sex bowling bingo. Oh, for God's sake. Julia, it was like in one game, I said all the, according to my teammates, I said all the things I say every week. So then did you leave? Well, no, I stayed for one more game, but they were like, bingo. I got, what are you guys doing with the sex? They go, oh, it's sex bowling bingo. We're waiting for you to say something about ample bosoms, the milkmaid, is orgasmic strikes, the, is, the bear den, oh, for um, God's sakes. the clavicle. It's baseball playoffs. So it's baseball bats and beards right now. Cause that's yes, always very fun to see that. And, um, you know, just. Coming up with Is it sad? Bloody, is it so sad? Well, I'm gonna still go right. and hang out. But yeah, no, I'm bummed I can't I can't I'm not bowling. I mean I love bowling. 
I love trash talking and I love really winning and losing <laughs> and talking sexy talk. Was someone crap. there to take your position though? So you guys didn't have, have to three, forfeit. We have three guys on our team. So what no. does that mean? Well, we still have a 10 man team. So oh, we have do. a revolving okay. roster, but this is the first time we've ever had a more than one guy on our team in ever. Really? Yeah. Ever. So very nice. Yeah, so we got that going. Do you think on. you're gonna? Well, without you, are they? Is this really gonna My hurt bowling, the bottom line? No. In fact, uh, uh, we might be able to take advantage of one of the guys who bowls on our team, who's quite good and consistently bowls better than I am. So hopefully, he can fill my slots, and then you know. But it's all done. You know, the league bowling is averages, so you right. have to bowl your average and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so. Yeah, bummer. That's a drag. I'm not going to have all my good bowling stories, but I guess I'm still just going to go. Well, yeah. You know. Just show up. Just show up and be there and have my, you know, big ginger and eat the leftover tater tots that someone doesn't want. (laughs) But we'll always have this. (laughs) Did you put on your shoes? I should have. My toes were cold because you have to take off your shoes and the floor is cold. Next time I'll just put on yeah, my shoes. Yeah, put on your bowling shoes. Yeah. Oh, Sexual my bowling. Sexual. How was the traffic? You were so worried about getting across town. My, my, my Google map told me to, you know, I kind of went like the 280 to Larpenter and sort of around... Over the St. Anthony, it took it took me only like thirty minutes. Wow! All Whereas right. on ninety four, it was saying it was a fifty five minute drive. Oh, that's a nice one. That's huh? a nightmare. What's happening out there? <laughs> it is a nightmare. In case you people who drive it don't Every know, it, day. it's a nightmare. No, we but feel we feel sorry for you. We do. I have empathy for people mm. who have these long. Uh, drives into the sun and out of the you know into the sun yeah. and I do too. Yeah, that be just, hardcore. I hope it's going to be worth it. Whatever they're doing outside of downtown Minneapolis, because when I drive through it, it doesn't seem like they're adding much to it. I thought that I was thinking that yesterday, and I'm like, where's the new stuff? Where's, they're not done. You, I know, but even what I see, I'm just like, ah, are they what? Anyway, I'm suspicious mm-hmm. of the plan. That's going to last three more years. But now we sound terrible that we're complaining because I do have to share the third day in a row, a notable obituary. Okay. And this one has local connections. Yes. And are you guys are familiar with the little free libraries? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. When those just sure. started yes. popping up. Okay. Well, so Todd Bowl. And just in the Star Tribune today, there was a story about Todd. Mm-hmm. He'd given an interview a couple of weeks ago. It's published in this morning's Star Tribune, right. and he dies this afternoon. That's so weird, because I read it yesterday. It was online last night, Yeah, and it, that's just so weird. So he oh, built wow. the first little free library and brought them to cities across the globe and used them to knit together neighborhoods. He found out just a few weeks ago he had pancreatic cancer. He was only 62. He just found out a few weeks ago? Yes. Oh, and my word. He fashioned the first library on a stick in 2009 in his, on his Hudson, Wisconsin deck. Okay, he used wood from an old garage door, and it was a tribute to his mom, June Bowl, who was always welcoming kids to their Stillwater kitchen table for a sandwich or help with homework. And at his garage sale... That he had, and he had this. His neighbors were like, 
That is amazing. And a movement was born. And less than 10 years later, 75,000 doll-sized libraries have popped up on the front lawns of houses in 88 countries. Oh, isn't that cool? It's just so fun seeing those. Yeah. And after he moved into hospice care, the little free library nonprofit, which he founded and ran as an executive director, uh, alerted their stewards that... Because if you have one in front of your house, you're kind of the steward of that mm-hmm. little library. And he said, you know, in this interview, I can give you thousands of examples of people doing things across the globe, fixing their neighborhood one book at a time, one child at a time. That's really sweet. Yeah. So, and people got creative in designing them. And mm-hmm. the library that he fashioned in 2011 to honor his dad when he passed away includes wood from his childhood bed. And his oh. grandmother's quilting rack. Oh, wow. You know. How heartfelt. I know. So, anyway, Todd Bowl, he passed away. And it, that's kind of trending on um, Twitter, little free libraries. And the houses really are cute. If you drive through different neighborhoods, like There's in a cute Saint one Paul, on Summit. Yeah, some that's of them so are cute. very clever. Yeah, they're very clever. I'm thinking of the little doors in Atlanta, you know, the tiny little door lady. Yes, yes. But these have actual books in them. And and, and I do go and put books in mm-hmm. them, and I have taken books out. Mm-hmm. I love where you can take a book and leave a book or whatever those yeah, places Yeah, isn't that are. nice? So, mm-hmm. so anyway, so Todd, and he survived um, uh, by, uh, I believe, his wife and... Um, Two children, oh, Allison so young. and Austin. All right. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for sharing that. Yes, uh, that's three days in a row, Julia. Mm-hmm. We've had, but he is too young. Sixty-two. Way too young. Way too young. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. All right, come and sit down next to us, people, because we are going to talk about Busy Phillips. Um, well, she is an actress. People know we're going back to Dawson's Creek, Freaks and Geeks, Cougar Town. ER. She was ER, yeah. And she was on Stephen Colbert last night because uh, she is launching at the end of the month on E, a four-night-a-week talk show called Busy Tonight. And she also has a new book out called This Will Only Hurt a Little, which came out Tuesday. Let's hear her uh, talk to... Stephen Colbert about one part of her book. Congratulations on this. Is this your first book? This is my first. Huge milestone. It is, and it's probably my only book. Uh, (laughs) uh, This will only hurt a little. Yes. It's a memoir. Yes. What What are the things you have in here? You have a theory about what you call sparkly humans. What's 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 a sparkly What's a sparkly human? Well, you're a sparkly human. Am I? Yeah, you are. Your wife Evie is also a sparkly human. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. But sparkling humans are just people who exist in the world, and you can see them when they're little kids, where, the, where other humans just sort of gravitate toward them and want to help them, do things for them. And sparkly humans don't always end up famous. They don't always end up performers in the no. public eye. Yeah. They could be like the barista at Starbucks could be a sparkly human. And when you see them, you're just like, I want to know more about you. Tell me everything. Sure. And, um, and so I was always like a sparkly human kid and teenager and young person that, where people wanted to help me do things. Well, I don't know. She, yeah. and I think that is a good theory. I like mm-hmm. that. But her book, um, it's a gossipy book because she is a gossipy person and celebrity, everybody gossips. And I think celebrities gossip more than anybody. Right. Because they've got the good dish on each other. But she doesn't pretend to be above it all. And in um, her, she gossips well in her book mm-hmm. because uh, I read 
two different excerpts of her book about what are the, you know, salacious stuff. Right. And, okay, really, because I think her gossiping is she's trying to show insight in well about growing up in Hollywood adjacent to megastardom, observing the effects of fame, but not being super famous herself, but right. not entirely out of the eye. So some of her, I guess she's, if you're a Dawson's Creek fan, she shares a lot of hilarious stories about Dawson. And she didn't join till the fifth year. So she was on the last two years, right. five, fifth and sixth. Um, and what she, she said, she, um, she said she was body shamed and body compared to Katie Holmes when she got to set. And that comparison continued the whole time through the show. Mm-hmm. And by the time she joined the cast, people weren't all that close because it was they were like high school age and like high school. Maybe the person you're friends with in sixth grade is not who you're friends with in 12th grade. No. Right. <laughs> but here's one of uh, uh, the fun stories. Joshua Jackson. Oh, OK. Yeah. Fringe. He's on that. The affair. He dated Diane Dan Kruger, Kruger for, for 10, 10 years. years. So according to Phillips, Joshua Jackson was very, very confident on the set. And she writes, Josh really fancying himself one of the guys with the crew. Dawson's Creek, very own mini George Clooney. Mm. He's a good guy and just wanted to be well-liked. But I wish I'd known the term mansplaining when I met Josh. His ability to turn a conversation into a dissertation at 22 was incredible. <laughs> Oh, and those are the people you just run from. Yeah, and oh. he and James James Vanderbeek couldn't stand each other. Right. Okay, that was true. And um, But uh, one of the stories I thought that was really good that I didn't know is her story about, do you guys remember the movie Blades of Glory? Yeah, it was with Will Ferrell. That's right. Oh, the ice skating one. It was funny. So she co-wrote Blades of Glory. I didn't know that. As as the two male figure skaters who paired up together. And if you look at her... Wasn't it Owen Wilson and Will Ferrell? It was uh, Will Ferrell and John Hader were the male figure skaters. Um, Her side of the story, listen to this. She was dating her boyfriend, Craig Cox, and they came up with the idea for Blades of Glory while she was shooting white chicks in Vancouver and watching endless... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bounce of ice skating on TV. And she recounts how she and her boyfriend broke down the outline, drafted the script with his brother, Jeff, even writing in a love interest role for Busy Phillips to play. Right. Then the brothers dropped her name from the script and sold it without her. You're kidding me. She writes, I had a hard time recovering. It wasn't the script. It was that I'd been so easily thrown out like trash. I was in the way of their success, I guess, collateral damage. In order for them to do this insanely bleepy thing to me, they try... um, they vilified me and told me I was crazy. The story became that I was the one who tried to steal ideas from them, that I was always looking out for myself, that they alone had come up with this amazing story, and I was the less than talented girlfriend trying to glom onto their talent and carve out a piece for myself, a piece that I didn't deserve. I had a hard time figuring out what was real. Well, I mean, this happens in corporate America. You know, where he peating, where a woman comes up and says something and five minutes later, a guy, he peats it. And then it's like, oh, that was a great idea or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh. I wish when I'm just sitting here thinking of back to all the times being in meetings that someone would take your credit and you'd say it and you'd say it and you'd say it. And it's like you don't exist. You don't exist. You don't exist. And then suddenly Someone a a level above you would say it the exact same Same thing, but rephrase it. Just a tiny little bit. Just a tiny little bit. And then it's their idea, and they would get the praise. And I hated that. I mean, everyone is probably, even men have probably recognized this has happened to them, too. Yeah. That is such a horrible thing. And she writes in her book, and that is because women always in studies have shown this, that women use we Mm -hmm. more than I. And that can sometimes be a downside for... Shonda Rhimes just did an article on this. And when she talked at that L thing the other night where Sandra Bullock the was there... The women in Hollywood yes, issue, yeah. She talked about, you know, I get a, I got the biggest deal, the first deal with Netflix being a writer, you know, sign this $100 million deal or whatever it is. Right. And it's great. And then XYZ writer, I can't think of who it is. It's a popular name, a writer signs the next one and and he's like i just signed a 300 you know 100 million dollar deal with so and so and she's like it was i did it first but she said yeah. i never threw my money out there because i women have always viewed that as gauche you know like right. i can't praise myself and, and everyone else thinks has done it yeah we default to the we and men are better at the i so she kind of writes about that but she did it's so true it's so true and at the after party and they did have to end up giving her a credit but i see that on your story yeah at the after party for the blades of glory premiere phillips recalled getting a bit of absolution from the debacle from uh amy poehler amy poehler grabbed me and said girl Seth Meyers told me the story of what those dudes did. Bleep them. You rock and are so talented. Come here and sit at our table. And then all these years later, guess who's producing Busy Phillips' talk show? Busy tonight. Amy Amy Poehler. No, Tina Fey. Tina Tina Fey. Tina Fey. And she told Stephen Colbert, yeah, I wanted to do it. And Tina Fey is like, hell yeah, I'll do it with you. I'll produce it. Right. So anyway, there's That's pretty wild. I never knew that. I kind of would like to read her book. She also dishes about, you know, Cougar Town and just kind of... uh, Anything good on that? uh, 
I love that show. Yeah, she liked it. They had fun. And it was clear Katie Holmes was the star in Dawson's Creek. Well, she was the star five years before she got there. There, there you mm-hmm. go. All right, listen, we'll be back. we got some other TV news to show. I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Web. Trending online this afternoon. Would be Top Chef. There's a new trailer out for the new season of the reality competition series featuring a trip to Nashville. Also trending online, Josh Peck and Miranda Cosgrove, the co-stars of uh, Drake and Josh, have reunited after four years apart and the internet is loving it. Also trending online would be Judy Bloom. She has finally sold the movie rights to her 1970 classic book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And it's going to be produced by James L. Brooks, so that should be pretty good. And also trending online, The Big Lebowski. That film is uh, celebrating its 20th anniversary and stars Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, and Steve Buscemi are reflecting back at that Coen Brothers classic film. That's what's trending here at my talk. Always make the same mistakes, cause I'm bad in love. But you can't blame me for trying. You know I'd be lying, saying, Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. It's a little Halsey who's bad at breaking up with G-Eazy. They're back together. I've got uh, a niece who's just like, she's like, why don't they break up? They are not good together. Why? What did they do wrong together? I can't remember. Remember he got busted in Norway, cocaine, and yeah, she's just like, you know, and he cheated on her, and she's just like, really, like, oh, Halsey could do so much better. I said, they're in love, and it takes sometimes to break up. It does. Okay, so getting back to just Busy Phillips on Colbert last night, here she is talking about her talk show called Busy Tonight, Mm -hmm. and it's going to air on E! October 28th, and it will be uh, a 9 o'clock show here. Oh, So I don't know if it's a half hour or an hour. Here, let's play the Colbert Cut where she talks about her new talk show. Not only your first book, but you're going to host your first talk show on, when does it start? October 28th. October 28th on E. On E, 10 p.m. Four nights a week, guys. I love, I want her schedule. When I, Tina Fey is my executive producer on the show. And um, when I called her and I said, I want to do a late night talk show. And uh, she said, okay, well, let's make that happen. And E said, okay, yes, we have space. And then they said, maybe you do it one night a week just to make make sure you have the flow. And I was like, no, I want to do four nights a week. It's topical. I want it to be the events, the current events. People check into my Instagram stories daily. I can see the hundreds of thousands of people that watch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's do a nightly show. And they said, Tina Fey and busy. Okay. Sure. Well, it, yeah. it, it's called it's called busy tonight. Busy tonight. Listen to when it is though. It's Sunday nights through Wednesday nights, nice. and the half hour series. It's a half hour. Yeah. Also found its showrunner. Watch what happens live with Andy Cohen's veteran Cassie Saint O'Neill. Yeah, because Andy Cohen talked about losing her because she'd been with his show from the beginning. Mm-hmm. She's relocating, and mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I don't know, 9 o'clock is not really late night to me. But still, remember they had their experiment with Amanda Cadenet, that talk show yeah. where she sat down with her girlfriends no. and we tried watching it. It was just really blah. The, the thing that bums me out is the Royals is no longer on. 
Yeah. I love that show on yeah, me. I know. Because it was their scripted show. But it she's, was their scripted show. She's fun. She's buzzy. I won't watch Sunday nights, but I'll check it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Yeah, and he said, Stephen Colbert, in a clear jab to John Oliver, who yes. keeps winning Emmys for Everything. his one night a week talk show. Yes. He goes, well, that's good. He said four nights a week is a legitimate late night talk yeah, show. That, that's a real talk show. Yeah, right. that, that was a real jab at... Yeah. Uh, at and uh, they're good friends. They I know are, they yes. are. I, mean, I know they are. But um, a, a couple more things from her book. So the book starts out with her childhood and just kind of, and then how she got into, how she was cast in Freaks and Geeks. Right. And then going to Dawson's Creek and um, in season five. And she said um, she found it hard to connect with Katie Holmes. Donnie has posted a photo of um, pantsuits are in with feathers around the cuffs and the bottoms. So cute. Take a look at it. Did you see it? Who's oh, the picture? No, I'll get it up. Oh, it's so cute. Danielle put it up. But she oh. went to the American Ballet oh. with her mom. Fantastic. It's Katie Holmes you're talking about. Yeah, Katie Holmes. But she said it was hard to connect with Katie. She didn't seem to like to drink very much. And while I knew she'd sneak a cigarette every once in a while, she wasn't really like a hangout and smoke and drink kind of girl. She went to Katie's house a few times looking at her arts and crafts. Something she was into, but she mm-hmm. still had a hard time connecting with her. And she said she'd been going out with Chris Klein for a while, and he would spend a lot of time in North Carolina. So she was mostly, uh, you know, with him. And Michelle right. Williams didn't really connect with Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. And, of right. course, that's the beginning of Busy Phillips and Michelle Williams. Love the BFF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting because you think about Katie Holmes as a girlfriend. She doesn't seem like... I, not, I guess not. She's a girly always girl. seemed like a kind of quiet, shy person to maybe, me, yeah. and and maybe that was where the connection with Tom Cruise because she doesn't care about you know going out and doing that kind of stuff right, at all, right? But she worked out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she said uh, the director would say if whenever she had busy, Phillips had trouble with her lines. Don't worry if you can't get it. We'll just cut to Katie. That's what we do mostly anyway. Because I mean, look at her face. He would say that to Busy Phillips. And she said, and wardrobe was really disheartening on Dawson's Creek set. She said, the woman looked at my body and she said, hmm, well, the trick with you will be to just accentuate your chest and push up your boobs and maybe show your legs. And then we'll just try to hide from here. And she pointed right under my boobs to here, right above my knee. Wow. And she said, I was confused. There needed to be a trick. My body was a problem and the makeup department was no better. So I guess we have to cover all these moles. What have people done about your moles in the past? The the network and the producers don't like all these moles on you. So we have to keep covering them up. Well, I remember, okay, personally, I remember personally. Yeah. Speaking of myself personally. Yeah. <laughs> personally. Okay, we get it. Interestingly, mm-hmm. when she was on Cougar Town... I thought she was sprouting them, kind of at the same time as I was sprouting sun bumps. She was sprouting moles. You just didn't know they'd been covered up. No, spackled on Dawson's Creek. No, I had no idea because she does have kind of an uh, a collection. Yeah, she's got yeah, she's got moles on her face and stuff. But yeah, and on her body, I didn't know because I just and people didn't know it because they always made reminded me of a lady that grew up down the street from us growing up who started getting moles. Mm -hmm. Remember when the SJP got her mole removed after Rex Reed pointed it out that it was getting bigger. With age, typical. Well, I'm thinking for shaving reasons for a gal when she ages, you don't want a big mole on your face. You cut it every time. Yeah, you know. Well, she also said, uh, you know, that they would also tell her in costume. 
Listen, Katie can wear anything. You know why? Because she works so hard. She loves running and spin class. And she said, I knew it was me. So she said, but I didn't care. I just started to eat turkey burgers and fries and vodka cranberries on the regular. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She just seems like a gal. Yeah. We would get along with her very well. Katie Holmes probably went like us. Yeah, I'm going to totally watch yeah. that show. No, she would. I feel like I've always liked her because she's just one of the gals. And she's fun to follow on Twitter yep. and Insta. So. She also talked about wanting, you know, asking her husband for a divorce after oh, they had their first child. Oh, she does write child. about that in her book. And Michelle Williams talked her off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Michelle Williams started always being her plus one or Michelle Williams started bringing Busy Phillips for all of her nominations and everything as her plus one. Was it after it was Heath no died? Heath Ledger and um, and Michelle Williams were dating. They had Matilda. I don't know if they had her yet, but when mm-hmm. they were doing all the red carpet stuff for Brokeback Mountain, yeah. Every um, invitation had a plus one. So Heath would bring his mom and she oh, would bring Michelle. And then fun. it just kind of started at yeah, their yeah. tradition. They had so much fun mm-hmm. going together. Yeah. Then they could get ready together. Right. Which is, which is half, half the, the fun anyway. Right. It's like going on a trip and getting prepared for the trip and packing and finding everything. That's half the fun of the trip. It's all of that. For some of us. Well, her, her real name is Elizabeth. Yeah. And she's called Busy. Because she was busy all the time. When she was an infant. She was always moving, so her parents called her busy. Busy. I think it's so cute. Mm-hmm. People give funny, cute nicknames like yeah. that. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I read a thing in, because um, like at bowling last night, I asked all the girls and the one guy was, who's gone to see A Star is Born. No one had gone to see it yet. Called a couple girlfriends in Duluth. They haven't gone to see it yet. I, then I read in Variety today, is A Star is Born 2018's version of the Titanic? I it's saw that too. It's just going to go mm. on and on because it's that good. Well, it's here's that what, wide of an audience. Here's what some people said. It mm. is a wide audience because mm-hmm. I got it from my 21-year-old who went to it and liked it yeah. with all of his guy buddies. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I talked to someone else today who saw it and she goes, I did enjoy it. I you know, really liked it a lot, but she felt like the hype was so big that she was expecting more. And you know, Titanic I saw right away, too, so I yeah. didn't even know the hype. Yeah. So I do think sometimes it helps to see a movie right away. You yeah. know what I mean? Because sometimes you're, you have different expectations depending on who you are. Yeah. Well, I know one of the girls at Bowling last night said to me, she says, well, I, you know, I heard about the ending. And I said, well, that's not really a surprise because in Every Star is Born, there is basically the same ending. Right. It I, is a, it is I a don't story that, right. that it is not someone's like been a secret. Someone's going up and someone's going down. <laughs> It's not a secret. It's the star is born. It's the star is born. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. No, I know. That's kind of funny when people are like, I don't like how it ends. And I'm like, well, duh, that's that's the way the movie ends. (laughs) They're not going to. It's like. It's not two stars are born. Right. Or it would be like if they, I mean, God forbid, there would be no reason to do this. But let's say say they redid the way we were. You know, Hubble is never going to end up with. Barbara Streisand. Whatever her character, Esther, what was her name in the I movie? I think it was Esther. Esther. They're never going to end up together. It wasn't so Esther. Even no, if, it wasn't? No. no. Esther was... Uh, Esther maybe Hoffman even, Howard was her name in the Star is Born. Oh, yes. okay. One more you. look at you. Listen, I know this. <laughs> yes, I know my babs. What the hell's her damn name? Someone will call us or text us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that movie would always... That would always have to be that story. You That know? would be a great remake of a movie because... How politics, even back then. Yeah. And, you know, 
people's voices that were different. You know, that would be kind of an interesting remake when you bring that up. That's if you want to cry and you can't do it on your own, mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. out how to watch a star is born. Yeah. That one is just, it's, that the champ in terms of endearment. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I want to go see Star Is Born again. I yeah. need to because like so much happens in that movie. There's so much to take in, and I yeah, I want to go see it again. You know, on the big screen, just like I could watch Crazy Rich Asians again. I'm telling you, I'm really upset that they put dialogue on that soundtrack because now I have to remake a new thing because I want to just listen to the music. I don't want to listen to the dialogue. Yeah, I don't know why they Bugs do that. It is unusual. Bugs Why did me. they do that? If you don't want to see the movie, just buy the soundtrack because it'll take you through the whole movie, basically. Right. But it really bogs me because then I have to listen. To, I just want music. Well, if you ask Alexa to play music from A Star is Born, you don't get that. Well, I don't. Okay. Alexa's not in my car. Okay. And she's not on my iPod. Yeah. My 1972 iPod yeah. original. <laughs> Casey and I are having this thing where I'm unplugging Alexa so she doesn't spy on you? Eavesdropper, just get any ideas. Yeah. Oh. Ideas? Yeah. For new inventions, because you're always talking about your yeah, physics. Yeah, whatever. And your There's new top inventions. secret information flowing <laughs> in my house about ideas. And you I'm like, he's just like, why do you keep unplugging Alexa? I'm like, she doesn't need to be listening to everything that goes on in this house. I would agree with you. And Besides, the, it's a waste of electricity. You're supposed to unplug outlets. Who sometimes. can unplug everything every well, day? Well, not though. everything, but like if you just don't need to have mindless stuff in, like Alexa, play. I can't remember any of the. I remember "Shallow" is one of the songs from *A Star Is Born*. Yeah. But I just say, Alexa, play the songs from *A Star Is Born*. I'll give you a list. Did yeah. they play you the right Alexa ones? knows the so- the songs without She's, playing the audio. That's why you got to unplug her. Can't trust her. Well, <laughs> well, it's been programmed and never mind. No, but it would be interesting because I think people have with the new electronics, like I will never go to get everything electronically run in my house because what if the satellite goes out? Exactly. And you can't use a key. It's I the hate same these thing fob with keys. the key fobs. I want I How do you know? Call us the, old fashioned and yeah, maybe we are. Maybe we are. <laughs> Did you come up with a name, Julia? For which one? Barbara Streisand and the way we No. Were. Katie Morosky. Oh, yeah, Katie, Katie, Katie and Katie. <gasps> All right, listen, we come back. Um, well, yes, it's day three, and has Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, committed her first fashion faux pas down under? We'll discuss. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us at MyTech1071.com. Donnie's here. Julia's here. I am here. The gang is all together. And uh, it's day three of the Royal Down Under Tour. Okay. Are, are we going to have uh, Every day, Julia, there's going to be something. Because every day there is and, something. And come in on Saturday and Sunday to report. Okay. So did Megan make a royal faux pas? Her first real football. This is the glaring headline of well, the Daily Mail. Well, she already shut the door to her own car once. But that was just, yeah, a little royal clut- uh, pearl clutching on that one that she did something <gasps> so normal. Okay. what? So, so something... Donnie posted the photo. Okay. Um, and they are... Um, 
They've had, they had a very busy day, first of all, on this day three, Julia. Like they, four outfit changes. Two outfit changes. It was just two? Yeah, it was just two. Um, they spent, uh, they did, they, they did a walk on the beach. They met with a local chef. They did a walkabout with a rope line. Meg got a tear from a little girl. They rode a tram. I, I think it was at least a dozen engagements today, okay? Okay. For the day's activities, she wore two dark dresses and the same trench coat she wore on day one. And that trench coat is getting more attention than anything she's worn. Well, it's darling. It's a Martin Grant. For the most part, she takes it off when she goes inside. But when she's outside, she keeps it on. I think it's chilly right there or something. But what they're wondering about is she wore her trench coat, her dress, her uh, little... Flats, her recycled flats. Flats and a dress. Oh! <gasps> On the beach. Oh, what was oh, she supposed to wear? A bikini? No, but people <laughs> what, were like, "What are you supposed to wear?" Really? Just that that was the wrong footwear. The <laughs> the trench coat, the dress. Why didn't she have on something more appropriate? Now, of course, we never say anything about Harry. He's got his wallabies on. He's got a full jeans, navy suit, like, a blazer, yeah. and a white shirt. But it is the trench coat and the dress and the little flats that are filling up with sand. That has. First of all, they look so bloody happy. It's scary. They always double hold the hands. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, so here's what happened. They were doing. They were talking to the first aid folks, and the first aid folks told them, "Well, why don't you just come down to the beach, beach. for a photo shot sh- shoot?" And they're like, "Well, we've got on these clothes, but okay, if you want us to do so, they go to the beach." And it looked kind of cloudy when it you look at that picture. It looked cold and cloudy yeah. and windy. I know. And they it. just did it, and it wasn't a faux pas. I'm sorry. What <laughs> is a princess? And she's not a princess. What is a duchess supposed to wear? And the Daily Mail even did a close-up photo of her little flat shoes filling with sand. Well, the, a slip-on sandal would be hard to walk on the beach. In. She wouldn't have her toes exposed. Right, but they're hard. She was having trouble walking, well, who keeping doesn't? them on. Was she supposed to take off her shoes and go barefoot? I don't know what the Daily Mail people are thinking, but I do have an idea on that fancy black kind of wide ring that Harry is wearing. Oh, okay. Have you noticed that? Look at his hand. The He's got like kind he of this He said he was cool... going to wear a wedding ring, which was unusual, first of all. Yes, but this is on his other hand. All right. He's wearing this black metallic ring. And it almost looks like is that like an onyx, like just a cool piece of man jewelry? No, it's got a it's got a history and a story. Julia, everything listen. they wear has history and a story. Listen to this, yeah, because the everything I'm wearing today is history is and it? a story. It's just not that interesting. Guess what it is? The <laughs> what, ring. What's their history and story? Right. What's the history behind those I, hoop earrings? Her burgers? No. Or Claire's. Okay, no, they were somewhere else. But where was it? TJ Maxx. No, no Nordstrom Rack. So you look at how we remember. <laughs> you going to tell us about the ring? Yes, the ring. No, Donnie, we're... <laughs> a ring, the black metallic ring that has been being speculated. Did the Duchess of Sussex, is it, is it like some old stone ring from the 1700s? It is a state-of-the-art titanium sleep and activity tractor tracker described online as the world's most advanced wearable Technology. It's a smart ring. It it's a, a smart ring. It is. A, it tracks your sleeping. It tracks oh all kinds of stuff. It's only two hundred ninety nine dollars, and it's the world's most advanced wearable technology. Yeah. And it's a sleep and activity tracker. So See, I now guess I could do that, uh-huh. but it's two ninety nine. It's called the Aura. Oh, but it's spelled 
O-U-R-A ring. So I suppose it measures your steps, your oh sleepy. Oh my God, I would wear that in a heartbeat. A Fitbit ring. Yeah. I love that. And it's that. kind of a it's cool looking ring. I'm looking it up right now if we can buy him over here. I, I, yeah, I'm sure you can. So or I, why sleeps matters. Wow. Yes. So Harry inadvertently Get the is, ring. is giving. Selling. Yeah, that is the thing that's selling out uh, that Harry is wearing. Because they never ever ID Takes anything Takes eight he's weeks wearing. to get it, you guys. Yeah. You can get the eight balance weeks. or the heritage. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose balance. Yeah. So. It's kind of cool that you could have a Fitbit ring. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And on the other side of the coin, you get the Daily Mail criticizing what she's wearing. And then you have the, uh, I don't know if it was the Evening Standard or the Telegraph, praising the PR genius of announcing the pregnancy the minute the plane touched down in Australia because that was a brilliant PR move for the British Commonwealth ties because this tour will be remembered not only as their big tour, but the tour with Meg's little baby bump, where Meg mania took hold. As for Eugenie's stolen thunder, keep in mind that it was just that day that That's Eugenie how she got. got. She was yeah. a B squad. She got her wedding day to herself. No one besides close family knew about Megan's pregnancy until a few days later. So they have shut down that talk. All this right? would be an excellent gift for someone, but the ring I decided was three ninety nine instead of two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I like but this. I noticed it as soon as I was like, "Wow, that is a cool looking ring." Because if you don't, it's really cool. Um, it's the world's most advanced wearable. Mm-hmm. I said that. I know. I know it. I knew that you would like some of the research no, that I, went into I my royal walkabout. I absolutely love this because you don't have to wear a big thing. Yes. Now we just have. Um, I'm just going to get a tra- something impl- implanted in my wrist that tracks my life. Oh yeah. And what I say and what I think. And That's everything. coming. I know it 2040 is. 2040 is just around the corner. <laughs> I don't think that I'll will be alive. Be, that'll be technology that's available. Well, that is too depressing to contemplate. <laughs> that's too far away. I don't like saying that year. I don't want to be alive. <laughs> 2040. Okay. Don't jinx yourself. Oh, I know it. All right, <laughs> listen. When we come back and we have tickets to give away to the Guthrie October 31st to a performance of Noises Off, Donnie will be letting you know when you can call in and win those tickets. And, uh, well, we got Holly. Holly.